Hey, welcome to Sound Guy Tips. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about panning. Now, panning can be used in all sorts of forms in the studio, in the theater, surround sound, but should it be used in a live concert? Now, that might depend on the setting. So, in this episode, I'm just going to be going over panning. Let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. Hey, my name's Jonah Kay. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. So, all live soundboards, mixing consoles... DAWs, they all have these pan control knobs. Um, And I would say there's a pretty good reason not to use them a lot of the time. You know, it has to do with the setting. So I was at a concert for Dream Theater at Center in the Square, which if you're not from around here, it's basically just a big theater that the orchestra plays at. So it's all rows of seating Uh, and an orchestra area, and then a huge stage, and it's got box seats that go three levels up on either side. So it's just a giant theater, and it's got a big balcony at the back as well. So there's a lot of sound zones going on. You've got your line array left, right. I'm sure they had some zoning for the boxes, or for the box seats. And then uh, I'm sure they also have, you know, maybe a bit of delay for the balcony. And then they have uh, a front fill, which goes across the the left and the right side. And I think there's a couple center front fills as well. So pretty standard amount of zoning, uh, plus the box seats. So I was sitting about seven rows back, halfway across the right side. So I wasn't all the way to the aisle and I wasn't all the way to the center. So basically the right hang of the PA and the front fill on the right side was my primary listening source. Now, I, I chose these seats, uh, luckily, because I know John Petrucci plays on uh, stage left most of the time, which is the right side of the audience. And so I got a pretty good spot where I could be right in front of him most of the show. So as the band started the first song, I noticed his guitar was kind of overwhelmingly loud in the mix, and, and the drums were, were pretty buried, but, you know... I'll give the guy a chance. Like, you always got to give the sound guy a couple songs in the show to kind of, you know, get his get situated with, with how it sounds from sound check to when all the people get in the room. And I understand that. But as it, as it kept going, I noticed that, you know, he started getting the drums in there a bit more, but the guitar was still really overwhelmingly loud on that side. And it took a few songs to get into it. 
before I realized, you know, there might have got to a part in a song where it was just a drum fill or something. And and I'm watching Mike Mangini play and he goes around the whole kit. He's got his huge kit with his cymbals all up really high. And then he's got his lower kit and he, he'd go around the kit from one side to the other. And I could hear the cymbals on one side and then I couldn't hear them on the other side. And I could hear the toms on the side I was on when he was doing a roll. And then he'd go hit the other one. And it was like basically nothing. The guitar was was taking over the rhythm. And even all, like, this is the thing with a concert like this, is Dream Theater fans know all of the little fills, drum fills, percussion, the, the mixture of the keyboard and the guitar, because they, they unify to create the sound of the song. And for a lot of the first set, like, I was getting very heavy guitar. And what I was going to say is it came to a part in, in one of the songs where it was like a, just a drum fill, and then all of a sudden I could hear the china on the opposite side of the kit come out really loud on the other side of the room. And then it went to a piano part and I could hear it going from the left side where the opposite side I was at, I could faintly hear it. And then it kind of came over to my side because he had switched the pan into the center to do like a dual guitar keyboard part. And then it would go away again. So I'm sitting there going, this guy's hard panning the whole show. Like I, and you know, it was really, it was really tough for me to enjoy a lot of the songs. You know, I, I was able to look past it and just, and just enjoy the show because it was actually a pretty good production and they played a lot of good songs, uh, plus an entire 20 year anniversary of the scenes from memory album. But I was just really struck by the fact that he would be eliminating a lot of the band's music from certain parts of the PA. Now, I know that where I was sitting wasn't necessarily the ideal place for the best sound. Like, I'm aware of that. Unfortunately, when you're in a theater situation like that, is you have a ticketed seat and you can't wander to just enjoy, like, a spot you find that you like. It's just, that's what you get, right? You paid for a seat and you have to stand right there in that little box and that's the sound that you get so the way the guy was mixing if you're sitting you know within the first let's say the 10 seat span up the center all the way from front to back you're going to be good if you're sitting from probably halfway back through the theater and anywhere you'd probably be okay because you're far enough back from both stacks of the line array that you're able to to kind of hear the bleed from one side to the other so I, I kind of stood there at the end and looked around and I went, hmm, like roughly, you know, a quarter of the audience kind of got, you know, the shit end of the stick there for for how he was panning the show. And, you know, it's I was just kind of baffled as to why he didn't have a little bit more of a centered mix. Um, now, there were a couple of moments where there were effects like the guitar started out on its own and one of the songs on the record goes left, right, left, right at the intro uh, with the guitar on its own. And he did that live. And that was cool. Like, that's fine. And then as soon as the entire band would kick in, it would just be boom, like hard guitar on on the right side of the PA again. And then the guitar started becoming the dominant feature of the mix where I was so and well everyone else around me and I'm assuming that um, on the left side 
that the guitar would be a little bit more thinned out and you'd be hearing more keyboards. So if you're a big John Petrucci fan and you happen to sit on the opposite side, well, then you're going to be missing out on most of his playing. Or, you know, or if you're equal fans, like I'm a Jordan Rudis fan and a John Petrucci fan, but a lot of the keyboard stuff was just very muffled out by the guitar because I was on the guitar side of the stage. So I don't think that's the right way to approach it. Um, I don't really think doing a lot of hard panning like that in any live concert is the right call. There's certain stereo effects that really uh, can add depth and, and... texture to a mix that you can have mixed in with the band that travel back and forth between the left and the right. But that's like uh, keyboard effects or guitar effects that are maybe sent in a stereo line and and it, and it goes back and forth between the left and right mixed in with the band. It's not taking an instrument and placing it in one side or the other. So I just don't think that's the right approach. So I mean, panning like is an incredibly useful feature in recording consoles and like digital workspaces where you're doing records. You need to have that depth and stereo field. Like if I'm tracking a record, I'll have one guitar hard left, one guitar hard right. And if there's like a strong vocal and, you know, a melody line on an instrument, maybe I'll tuck that to one to one side so that the vocals can come through. You know, there's all sorts of things you can do with panning. But when you're in a live environment, when you send, let's say, the guitar through both sides of the PA, so you just leave this the pan knob center, dead center, it's going to come out equally of the left and the right. I hope that's pretty obvious. But what it does is create this this image that appears that it's coming directly from the center. You almost don't hear the speakers anymore. You hear it coming from right in front of you. And this is why most sound guys like to have a mix position that's right in between both speakers equally. Even if you're offset by like five or six feet, uh, like the width of a couple of consoles, you're going to start hearing one side of the PA and you're going to and you're going to lose that uh, acoustic image of of the center and actually kind of lose the what it sounds like uh, coming from both speakers at the same time. So if there are engineers out there that have done stuff for a long time and worked in different fields, like maybe they've done producing, maybe they've worked on producing for movies and had to work in surround sound mixes. Uh, and, you know, when you're in the movie theater and and something happens and it whips around the entire theater or you hear something crash and it's like behind you or you hear a car squeal by from the left to the right, that's pretty cool. You're in a theater environment and it's more immersive. Or if you're a guy that just mixes records, and you're always concerned about your stereo image and making sure that there's proper amount of depth and all these things like that, and you do live sound, after a while, you know, you might be very tempted to like optimize what you hear from the center mix position. Um, but you're going to have to remember that a large proportion of that audience like is not going to hear the same way that you hear. And they're not going to they're, they're not going to know what's going on. And if they don't stand where you're standing, you're basically, it's just rude. Like you, you have to try and dumb down your mix so that it's, it's just up front and center in as in all the speakers, all the information from the band, uh, should be coming out of all the speakers. That's, that's what I think, because 
if sometimes there's venues where it's very crowded and you might get stuck along the wall on the left side or the right side and it's one of your favorite bands and you know you don't want to have to try and cram through a whole bunch of people to get to the center uh then maybe your favorite guitar player or whatever part or maybe there's two guitar players and they do dual solos or whatever like let's say it's a metal band and you like both guitar players and the one guy they're doing dueling solos and the one guy's on one side and the one guy's on the other and all of a sudden you know they go to a melody part in a song and you only hear one side even though you you really like the song and you want to hear it all when you go see them live people who are mixing that just have to keep that in mind like don't take that away from someone who bought a ticket to see one of their favorite bands. And people, most people at the audience don't really know what's going on. They just know whether it sounds good or bad. When I started going to concerts, um, I would just know the song so well that if it sounded shitty, I would just kind of hear it in my head and play along in my head and kind of fill in the gaps or the of the instruments that I couldn't hear and the overall beat and and vocal of the song kind of held it together but I didn't really care because like seeing a band live is is kind of just like a novelty of of seeing them and hearing them play the songs I mean really it's the music that you're there for and seeing the band is just a, a cool bonus but now that I've done so many shows I've seen you know countless number of shows a number of bands if i go to see a band and i i don't hear a bunch of the instruments and certain part of the song i'm just kind of sitting there going okay well you know it would have been nice if if it could have been mixed a little bit better so that everybody in the space can hear all the instruments obviously i'm talking in ideal sound situations like of course that there's going to be spots in every room that sound like complete garbage. Well, just don't stand there, you know, just just find somewhere else to stand. But for the most part, you can do your best to get an even sound across as much of the room as possible. So let me talk about smaller environments where the stage sound is providing like a lot of the sound that you hear and the PA is reinforcing that to bring, you know, more presence to the low end kick drum and vocal. The rest of the instruments are kind of just play by ear, whether you want to bring that into the PA or not. Often you only bring those instruments in lightly uh, just to create a wider field and have the, the band sound bigger. But the amp is still the amp on stage is still like, you know, the louder part of it. Now, if you have guitar amps that are on either side of the stage, and they're facing the audience, and they're at a reasonable level, like not drowning everything out, but you know, it's a kind of a primary source uh, of hearing the guitar. Then, what you can do is you can actually pan the guitars lightly, you know, maybe 50% or so uh, to the opposite side. So, you take if you're if you're looking at the stage the guitar that's on the right side you can pan it slightly to the left and the guitar on the left you can pan it slightly to the right so now people that are in closer proximity to the stage like the first 15 feet or so can still hear the opposite guitar player coming out of the PA and they can hear that guitar player on their side of the stage more so from the amp and I've done this multiple times in in louder rock bands or metal bands where you want to be still be able to hear the vocal and you still want to be able to hear all the instruments. And then 
when they go to do a solo, instead of riding the channel fader, you just pan it back to the center because it'll naturally bump up in volume slightly when you bump it back to the center. And then everybody can hear uh, the guitar solo. And then when it's done, you can probably leave the volume where it is and just pan it back over to the opposite side. So, you know, panning can be used to help combat unclear mixes in small spaces. And that's one example. There's there's more examples of clever ways to use panning. But the entire idea of hard left, right or center panning for live, I just don't think works. And when people do it, I think you can destroy the experience for, for someone who's a big fan of the band. So keep that in mind next time you go to mix a show. And I would say if you're if you're new at mixing and you're just, you know, getting in, say you're in your first year and you're just mixing shows, uh, you can play around with the panning. But I would suggest just leaving the pan knob alone. Just just focus on gain structure, level, uh, the sound coming off the stage, and some EQ and compression to make your mix clear. Just forget about the pan for now. So if you're out there and you're a mix engineer, let me know what you think about mixing with panning live. Uh, I just want to hear other people's opinions on on whether they strictly mix center or whether they like using pan left, right, or if there's a counter argument to what I'm saying. Um, and don't forget, you can go check out the Facebook group, Sound Guy Tips. And, uh, you know, you can drop me a line at soundguytips at gmail.com. You can email me. I will message you back. Uh, you can also check out all the episodes on soundguytips.com which is just a little landing page that has the player and you can listen to all the episodes there. So other than that, go out there, mix some shows and I'll see you guys next time.